Pastor Henry Horner, the Renewal Singers, and I at Peters welcome you to What's New. Now today we move back to the New Testament and begin a study in the Gospel of Matthew. The Gospel of Matthew is one of the three synoptic Gospels, together with Mark and Luke, which simply means that these three Gospels are noticeably similar in language and material, while John is quite different. We will begin our study of Matthew by first touching on the subject of the Synoptic Gospels. This Gospel of Matthew was written by a publican whom the Lord Jesus had put his hand upon in a very special way. He was a follower, a disciple of the Lord Jesus. The early apostolic fathers agreed that this Gospel was written originally by Matthew in Hebrew for the nation of Israel a religious people. The Gospel of Matthew was written to the nation Israel, while Mark was directed to the Romans. The Gospel of Luke was written to the Greeks, while John was written directly for believers, but indirectly for the Orient, where there were the mysterious millions, all crying out for deliverance. So, after some 400 years of silence, the period between Malachi and the birth of our Lord Jesus, an angel of the Lord broke through the silence and announced the birth of John the Baptist, the forerunner of Christ. Speak, Lord, in the stillness, During the 400 so-called silent years, a great deal took place. World history had made tremendous strides. The Old Testament closed with the Medo-Persian Empire in a dominant power. The New Testament opens with Rome as a world power. In 63 BC, Pompey the Roman took Jerusalem and the people of Israel passed under the rulership of a new world power. They were under Roman government at the time of the birth of Jesus and throughout the period of the New Testament. In 40 BC, the Roman Senate appointed Herod to be king of Judea. He took Jerusalem in 37 BC and killed the last of the Maccabean king priests. Then in 31 BC, Caesar Augustus became emperor of Rome. The construction of the Herodian temple was begun in 19 BC. The building had been going on for quite a while when our Lord was born and was still continuing during the time of the New Testament. Then in 4 BC, our Lord Jesus was born in Bethlehem. Now, here is Pastor Henry Harder to begin our study in the Gospel of Matthew. Without a doubt, the most important person who ever lived was a man known as Jesus Christ. 
He impacted the world more than any other. But far more important is that he was God in human form. God came, born as a human in human flesh, in order to provide for sinful man a way back to himself. That's why God in Jesus came to our dimension. For this series on what's new, I want to talk about Jesus as he was seen through the eyes of one of his disciples, Matthew. None knew Jesus as well as his own disciples. We need to listen to them as they present him to us in the books of the Bible known as the Gospels. While there are four Gospels in the Bible, the first three are called the Synoptic Gospels. That word simply means to see together. They have a common theme or threat. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the first three Gospels, while they have a variety of purposes, all present the same story of the life of Jesus Christ. That is their common theme. And that common thread accounts for the many similarities. One might ask, where did these men get their information? What were the sources of their knowledge of Jesus Christ? This question has been the subject of many studies. I want to suggest four sources. First was the author's own personal knowledge of the Lord. Matthew was a disciple of Jesus, as was John. Mark perhaps got some of his information from Peter and Luke from Paul. Second, there must have been stories of Jesus told orally by observers, those who were there when the events around the life of Jesus occurred. No doubt these gospel writers used such eyewitness accounts. And third, there existed written sources. We know this because Luke mentioned them and that he carefully researched such records. Certainly the temple had genealogical tables which Matthew and Luke must have used. But fourth and most important, all writers of the Bible books wrote under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit of God. He superintended their work so that the finished product was without error and carried God's authority. When Jesus spoke to his disciples near the end of his earthly life, he said, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will remind you of everything I have said. That's John 14, 26. The Holy Spirit of God must have done just that when these early writers recorded these earth-changing historic events around Jesus Christ. Now, while there are similarities, especially between the writings of Matthew, Mark, and Luke, the Synoptic Gospels, due to their common sources, there are also clear differences. How can these be explained? The obvious answer is that each writer had a particular purpose or a distinctive set of purposes for writing. Matthew wrote primarily for a Jewish audience. Jesus first came with a message to his own nation. Matthew himself had found the Messiah 
and he didn't want his people to miss him. The terrible sin of crucifying the Messiah was not final for his nation. In spite of the crucifixion, God wasn't through with his people Israel. The kingdom promised by the Old Testament prophets would still be incorporated into God's program. So Matthew's account is one of encouragement for his people. Christ is the Messiah of Israel. Behold your king, is what Matthew emphasized. When Pilate asked Jesus whether he was the king of the Jews, Matthew records that Jesus replied, Yes, it is as you say. Matthew 27, 11. So Matthew was written by a Jew to convince the Jews that Jesus was, without any doubt, the promised one, that the prophecies of the Hebrew Bible concerning the Messiah found their fulfillment in him. The phrase, all this was done so that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophets, occurs at least 16 times in Matthew's gospel. Matthew, in order to convince the Jews that Jesus is the promised one, lists one detail of the life of Jesus after another, which were predicted by the prophets. His birth, his names, the flight to Egypt, the slaughter of the children, Joseph settling in Nazareth and Jesus' upbringing there, the triumphal entry of Jesus into Jerusalem, the betrayal for 30 pieces of silver, the casting of lots for Jesus' garment, and so on. Matthew lists the details of the life of Jesus foretold by the prophets in order to convince his people that he was the one their scriptures spoke about. I have spoken today about the primary focus of Matthew, the first gospel. While Matthew wrote to persuade his people, the Jews, that Jesus was their long-awaited Messiah, he also wrote to present him as the Savior of the world. Matthew did not omit the Gentiles, who would also benefit from Jesus' coming. It was Matthew who included the Gentile Magi, the Gentile Centurion, the Canaanite woman, and the Great Commission that his disciples would bring the good news to all peoples. All, Gentiles and Jews, need to hear from this gospel writer. Jesus really is the Christ, the Messiah, and the Savior of every person who trusts him.
is a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 840H after California, 93263 USA.